Hey, how you doing? This is Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast, Episode 33, Scary Stories, Part 2. Today we're going to go talk to Dan. He's going to tell us a story about a haunted army hospital in Fort Indian Town Gap, Pennsylvania. Then we're going to go to John. He's going to talk to us about Charlie, the friendly ghost, right here in Delco, Pennsylvania. Bob's going to tell us a story about Fort Mifflin in Philadelphia. And finally, Jim, the doctor, is going to tell us a story about an apartment that he rented down just outside of Marietta, Georgia. And the doctor will be uh, calling from Atlanta, Georgia. So stick around. Get ready for this show. It's going to be cool. And uh, the music in the background brought to you by... I didn't make a name up for myself. <laughs> the Wuzdol used to be the Vandals. <laughs> Sounds cool, though, doesn't it? Yeah. No vocals in it yet, or lead. Never got around to it, but just one of many files I've had tucked away. So let's move on and get to the show. You're listening to Finding Subjects Podcast. Here we go. Call my friend Dan here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, Anthony. Dano. Good evening. <laughs> How are you, buddy? <laughs> How's everything? Wonderful. Awesome. That's uh, what I want to hear. Okay. You know. Yeah, man. Just, We're recording right now. Day. Huh? Holy crap. What's the matter? Nothing. <laughs> I just wanted to scare you. Boo. <laughs> Mm. Was that you farting? <laughs> Again? <laughs> it sounded like it. <laughs> well, know? I got this too, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we can make is a little spooky the here. Theremin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's happening, dude? Not too much. All right. How so, been? good. Everything's well. Um, I'm recording now just to let you know. Um, but, okay. uh, have a way now to do very, very, very convenient and very uh, effortless uh, types of interview type things uh, via phone. So I really want to start, you know, implementing this more within the show because I find it very, you know, fascinating that way. Like, you know, we can get a lot of people on here and talk about things. But uh, so tomorrow's Halloween, as you know, and I uh, wanted to uh, see if you had anything you could share because uh, the last time you shared a story, rave reviews, man, everybody loved it. And they wanted to hear more, you know, so you had them on the That's edge good. of their seat. Yeah, for real. So uh, you were one of the wow. favorite, yeah, you were one of the favorite uh, scary storytellers there. And I'm like, Dan, hopefully he's got more. So I figured, excuse <laughs> me, um, that I'd give you a buzz and hopefully uh, you got some more for us. To be honest with you, I haven't listened to it in a while. That's okay. And I forget, I forget what story I told you. Um, the one where you were renting an apartment when you were at uh, in the oh, army. Yeah, the little girl. Uh, yeah, Fort Indian Gap, somebody running around. around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Running yeah. up and down the hallway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, let me think. A lot of my things 
uh, Tony revolve around um, being in the military because I was all over the place. Right. I was everywhere, man. You know, I mean, I was in the Far East, uh, in Korea. I was upstate New York. I've been to Pennsylvania, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. You name it. I've right. been I've been a lot of places. So, I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. <laughs> is that Johnny Cash? It is. I've been yeah. everywhere. The I believe so. Yeah, the man in black, right. Um, while I was stationed at Indian Town Gap, um, I worked as an MP. I also worked as a unit armorer, which I don't you know if people are familiar with it. You hand out the bullets? Uh, I hand out the bullets. I well, I didn't really hand out the bullets. I I made sure that the guns were working correctly. Gotcha. And whenever we had to go out to a range or anything, I would have to accompany whoever was going there, you know, just in case of a malfunction or whatever. Excuse me, I'm a little congested. That's right okay. Now. There's a lot Stinking going around hours. right now. Yeah. Stinking allergies. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I worked as an MP also, and I can tell you a story about the hospital at Fort Indian Town Gap. Mm. Now, if you picture this in your mind, these buildings are old World War II type barracks. They're white wood on the outside, green doors, Mm -hmm. and uh, black tar paper and shingle roof. Okay. Got it. And when you walk in the door to them, they're most of the time they were open bays. Like you'd walk in the door and you you just had the whole floor plan. You could do whatever you wanted with it. Well, some of them had been converted into different things like um, this one hospital. Picture in your mind, the letter H. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now with the, the, section of it that doesn't go parallel Mm -hmm. put two more beside it on on each side okay and that's what it looked like gotcha okay now during world war ii in the early parts of world war ii um some german soldiers had been brought to fort indian town gap uh as as prisoner of war yes people don't realize Uh, how many german soldiers actually came to United States as prisoners of war and, everywhere. and how nice they had it here. It was like oh, a yeah. summer camp. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to the Japanese people. My right. God. Yes. Right. So I'm sorry you know? to inter- interfere there, but yes, go ahead. No, you did interfere, man. I know. <laughs> Interference number 16, yep. two minutes. <laughs> um, uh, had been brought over from, and I think there were you know, them that actually landed in Fort Indian Town Gap. Yeah. Hmm. How many, and, Dan? And, you, you cut out for a second there. 30, about 30. About okay. 30 of them. Okay. Um, most of them were wounded and wounded pretty bad. And Indian Town Gap had that hospital there. So they put them into the infirmary and kept guards on them and everything like they should have you know but a lot of them died Mm. a lot of them passed away uh 
due to sickness or from their wounds or whatever, but they passed away. Mm. The ones that survived, I think after the war was over, they got released back to Germany. Mm. Um, but this hospital, we had to go in and do security checks for. We had to go in and make sure all the offices were locked up. Now, I was there from 89 to 96. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the actual building itself had been shut down, locked up because there was no use for it. They were, they were downsizing everything in the eighties. And then, uh, when, Desert Storm actually happened. They had to open everything back up. Mm. Okay. Once they opened it up, a lot of the troops from Desert Storm, the very first Gulf War, uh, they came there to process. They'd get their shots. They'd, they'd do all their living will and, and everything else. And then they'd be shipped overseas, their whole unit. Well, Indian Town Gap used to go from probably... 1,300 people on a regular base to 30,000 wow. or more or more hmm. <clears throat> and when deployments happened, okay? So it was very, very active. Well, once the deployments and everything stopped for Desert Storm, they shut the building back down, but we still had to go do security checks on it to make sure the offices were okay and blah, blah, blah. But you would go in there and I, I can, I have friends of mine that can attest to this because they were with me when it happened. Um, picture a long corridor, wooden, both sides, hmm. no heat, no anything, just bare light bulbs hanging from the ceiling, like every 30 feet. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the old Edison bolts. Right. And you would go in and you'd turn a light switch on and one light would go on, the one that you were at. Hmm. Okay. The rest was dark down the corridor. Hmm. You had a flashlight and of course you had weapon and everything else, but you would walk down the heart the corridor and you could hear footsteps behind you. Hmm. Really, it it was unreal. You could hear footsteps behind you. And as you came up to the next light, the light would go on. (laughs) Now, this is in the days before. Sensors. There's not not any motion sensors here. (laughs) No, nothing. I mean, bare wiring and a bulb. Right. That's what it was. But you would come up to the next light. That light would come on and the one behind you would go off. Hmm. Wow. And this all the way up the hallway. Now, at one point in time where there was an intersection to go left or right into these other sections of the old hospital, um, there was a closet. And it was nothing more than a mop closet, you know? Right. And you would walk past the mop closet and the mop closet would open. Now, Yes, you could say, you know, your weight 
put put pressure on the floor. It it unevened it and it swung open. No, mm. it mm. had a latch on it. Wow. It had a latch from the outside, like a hasp for for a lock and a hasp. Right. It had one on the outside, but it wasn't locked. It just had to, the hasp swung closed. Mm. Now, that happened every time we went in there. It, it was just part of the job. Right. You know, but you would hear, literally hear people walking on a wooden floor behind you. <laughs> And it wasn't just one. It was, you know. That's crazy. Like a group of people. Yeah. Like a group of people would be walking behind you. And, of course, the hair stood on your neck. Mm -hmm. And it got everything else, you know. Wow. But nothing ever happened as far as any kind of malicious activity from them. All right. I don't know if it was the Germans. I really don't. But it kind of seems like a foregone conclusion that it might have been. What's interesting, like, like I, when you think about these buildings and so many thousands of people, souls, emotions, uh, feelings in and out of those buildings, um, I, I get when they're saying, even like a church or a hospital, like you're saying, um, people die there, like all that energy, you know, again, yeah. does that attach itself to anything? Does it dissipate? Does it just go away? Or again, does it remain? And and sometimes when we hear these little things, is that a reflection of an occurrence many years before us? Or is, is there's a lot to think about there. You know, it's absolutely a, yeah, very cool. Uh, I have another story for if you want. Yeah, uh, we have. Uh, let me see what's real quick. Uh, got time for one quick one, Dan, and then I got a, a phone call to make. I have a, everybody lined up in order here, but yeah, go ahead, buddy. Okay. Uh, I worked as a, a, uh, federal police officer after I got out of the military. I, I actually was a federal officer on Fort Indian Town Gap and I still had to do the same thing I did when I was there as a, an MP, um, and armor, uh, but. My buddy Scott, who was a fellow fellow um, federal officer, we had to clear buildings if alarms went off. Right. Well, the alarms were sensors on the doors, not anywhere else. Right. All right. So we'd we'd get we'd get an alarm. We'd go down to this building, and it was one on the far end of the post. And I don't know much about the building and its past. But I know that it was used by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tonight went into the building and, you know, it's just like you see on the TV. You know, you draw your weapon, you clear the building left and right. You holler, all's clear, clear here, clear that, blah, blah, blah. All right. We locked the door, go back outside. Well, I was leaning against the patrol car with my back to the patrol car. Scott was between me and the building that we had cleared. And I swear to you on my (laughs) eyes that I looked up and in the corner of the window was a face. Hmm. And I know it wasn't, there was nobody in there. I know there was nobody in there, but there was a face in there. Hmm. And I turned around and as I, or I'm sorry, and Scott turned around 
and as he was turning around, he saw it also. Huh. Tell so him, we had man. to go back. Yeah, you got to go back in and clear it again. Clear the, clear the building again. <laughs> and then after the building was cleared, you come back out and like. Yeah, and that's okay, something to talk. At- yeah, that's something you talk about because you're like, you know, you two saw it, and you're like, okay, how's that go on the report? Well, it doesn't go on the report. It, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Dan, thank you so much, man. Uh, I really appreciate that. And again, no uh, th- this should be the first of many more phone calls in regards to just talking and saying hello and re- and coming on the show, man. You know, it's nice. A nice no piece. Of, we picked up a nice piece of, equip- of equipment last week that's making this a lot a lot easier for us. So uh, appreciate that, Dan. Cool. I really appreciate that. And I will talk to you soon, buddy. Hopefully see you on a Thursday night coming up at Dave's by the park. Yeah, by the park. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you very much, man. I will talk to you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. All right, so uh, we have uh, my buddy. Let's see who's next. My buddy John. Let me, in fact, let me dock here. I want to say twelve forty. Going to change the time a little bit. I, I uh, what I did was I've never really done this before, lining people up, and uh, so I'm just giving this guy till twelve forty this time. So I'm not being rude to him, John. Let's call John. All right, little organization skills here, and we will do this. John was the drummer uh, in a band with me a long time ago. We had a great time, and we'll call John. See how John's doing. Tony, how are you? What's happening, buddy? (laughs) How are you? Not much, man. Everything good? Very good. Awesome. Yeah, it's going well. Uh, yeah so i got these i got it's really funny i got these people lined up it's like every 10 minutes i should have give i should have gave people every 20 minutes so i'm sorry if i'm a couple minutes late here getting back to you but uh it's working out really nice we got a piece a nice piece of equipment last week that makes it really easy to do uh uh phone interviews and such so um there's nothing more for me um interesting than having actual people call in or talk to and telling sharing their stories themselves instead of me talking and telling them about it you know what i mean so. Yeah, that's it's got to be wild. You're probably hearing some really cool ones. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it just uh, you know kind of solidifies something in myself that I think about. Like you know, I, first of all, I haven't seen anything like you know right in front of me that scared the heck out of me. There's things that happened. You know, I shared some of them on the show, but I know you guys. I I remember one in particular. I don't know if you're gonna if it's what I'm thinking about that you're gonna talk about today, but um, something that you had told us way back back in the band days when we were in the band. Um, but, uh, okay. without putting words in your mouth or anything like that, let it rip John. First of all, we've known each other for what, 50 years, 40 years at least, <laughs> you know? So it's great. Yeah. To, it's always great to talk to you. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to shut up now and let you tell your story. And I appreciate this. Great. Greatly appreciate it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. I, I just hope I'm a good storyteller. I don't worry. Yeah. You're fine. It's it, every, <laughs> everybody's worried about that. Everybody's worried about how their, how their voice sounds. You sound good, dude. And I would never let anybody be on here that, <laughs> that like, you know, it was messing up or something like that. I always fix it. And then I always say, Hey, if you're not happy with it, let me know and I'll take it down or I'll fix it any way you want to. You know what I mean? It's no problem. I don't worry at yeah, all. You sound good. Sure. Yeah, you sound good. <laughs> so what do you got? Good, man. No, I was just going to uh, talk about the uh, the ghost who lived in my uh, sister's house, oh. and it and how we just basically how, how we got to meet him. No kidding. And it turned out to be a very a, a, a friendly ghost to the family. So for the uh, most part. yeah. So where was the house? <laughs> Let's set this up. What what kind of house? Where was it? Um, no, well, well, basically, it was a cool story because 
as you know, my father always bought beat up houses and, okay. you yeah. know, we, we never moved into a nice finished house. So this particular house was in uh, Glen Olden. Okay. And, uh, we had actually bought it from the wife of a mutual teacher you and I had, Tam. Oh, oh, and, uh, oh yeah. Her parents had lived there, and it was split up into a duplex at one time because it was a really nice old house in Glen Olden. Okay. And it was uh, it was just split up. And, and when my sister and her husband were getting ready to move in there with their two kids, they decided to, uh, you know, they wanted it to be a single home. So we were taking down walls and, and cleaning the place up and really uh, – had to, had to do a lot of work. Um, long story short, I guess I was the uh, I was the the little brother who got all the the good jobs, cleaning out cobwebs <laughs> and things of that nature. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I I spent a lot of time in the basement. And uh, and this is your sister. Good. This is the sister that looks exactly like my wife. No, oh, no, okay. it's, it's, I didn't want to use any names. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's no, it's my uh, my oldest sister. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. All right, got you. And. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, we I was in the basement, and I, I had to clean everything out, and I had that place spotless. It was cool because it was old knob and tube, and I had never yep. really known that much about the electrical knob and tube, so I was really looking at the wires and tracing them through the rafters, and in the meantime, I had to clean out all the joists and sweep them, mm-hmm. spray them with hose and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Long story short, getting back to it, my sister, the house was finally ready to move into. My sister had had little things where she kept thinking somebody was in the house with her, hmm. but it never really, um, never really came to fruition until she had a psychic come to the house because of this. Hmm. And the psychic actually gave the ghost a name and he had lived there. And here it was our mutual teachers, uh, father-in-law. And his name was Charlie. And he was and the ghost. The way, and he actually turned out to be the ghost. Wow. And the way we found it out, of course, the psychic had, it was all women who were at the, uh, at the, uh, yeah. when the psychic was there. So and, and she so basically tells them the future. Did the psychic she, know any history of the house, first of all? Zero history. Okay. Right. Okay. In fact, uh, and then you could verify not, the name. You could verify the name of the, of the ghost with the former owner. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's what made it. That's yes. what made it wild. Okay, gotcha. That's what. Um, yeah, so to bring that together, so our mutual this, friend's wife, father used to live there, and this yes. psychic came out of nowhere. You had to come to the house. They they said the name of the person who owned who uh, was a former owner. Yeah, in fact, the uh, the psychic was brought there to read read futures and things of that like mm-hmm. nature. I remember my sisters and my mother did that a lot. 1980s, okay. and that's when this goes back to. But uh, yeah, the, the psychic wasn't even there for that purpose. She was just there to read people's future right. and do tarot cards and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Here, she said, she said to my sister, "Have you been having any uh, unusual experiences?" And my sister said, "Yeah." And she goes, "You have somebody who lives here with you. Mm. He he likes your children. He likes your house, and he actually wants me to show you something in the basement." Wow, and here in the basement, hanging in the rafters, was his old railroad hat. What? He he was his old railroad hat was hanging on a nail in the basement. Now I personally cleaned that basement and had it spotless. And I know I went through the rafters and those particular rafters 
He sprayed them down they, and wiped them down. Where they exactly. So it, it blew me away when when they told me this uh, a couple of days later. We had gone up there on the weekend, and, and she showed me the hat. It was still hanging there, and it was very old. It was very worn, and it was basically uh, from a man who worked for the railroad. So it was a wow. railroad hat. Wow. And the psychic told her more where she said he actually has tattoos of numbers on his arms. What? Yeah, numbers on his arms. And here it turned out he was in a concentration camp. Get out of here. And before he came to America, he had, he was in a concentration camp and he had uh, tattoos wow. from that concentration camp. Wow. And it, it blew me away because as I, I became a believer as soon as the hat showed up out of nowhere, number one. I know. See, I know. And just to let the audience know, you know, give you a little background on you. You are an extremely thorough dude. Like it's part of our careers that we had. You don't. It, it just it comes second nature to us that you have to be because working in that technical field, you don't make mistakes. You, If you're looking for something, you're looking for it thoroughly, uh, extensively. It's there's no shortcuts, you know. So it's what I'm trying to say is I guarantee you, if you're cleaning the basement, you're not doing some kind of haphazard job. It's a thorough it's a thorough, very intense job. You're doing it right. They're doing it right the first time. That's how we were taught. Right. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah. there you and, go. and the funny part was even my father became a believer because he basically followed me up and he had explained how knob and tube to wiring works. So right. he went through the whole basement tracing this knob and tube and saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have to re- do mm-hmm. away with this. eventually." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was um, wasn't only me. It was my father yeah. as well. And uh, as time went on. My sister had it where uh, she would go away and she had a cat that we had to go and feed. And this had to be years later. Um, this is just one of the many stories of Charlie, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who turned out to be the Charlie the Friendly Ghost. That's and, so uh, cool. I, whenever I fed the cat, I had to go into the, to the house alone, and I could never handle seeing a ghost. So I would always walk in talking to him. Got you. And, and the first thing I would say is, Charlie, I know you're here, but I know I can't handle seeing you, my friend. So I would talk to him the whole time I was getting things together and feeding the cat. That's cool. But the, the wild thing that gave me the chills in reviewing it with my sister, I, I contacted her and um, I told her I was going to talk about this. And she was like, oh, man, I said, tis the season, you know, mm-hmm. it's Halloween. And um, she said, don't forget about her son. I said, what about your son? And she goes, the thing that gave her the most chills, her son could not get the knack of tying his shoes when he was young. Mm-hmm. So he came down one day. His shoes are tied. And he's ready to go outside. And her and her husband looked at each other and they said, beautiful job on your shoes. And as he was walking out the back slider doors, they said, how did you learn to tie your shoes so quickly? You know, he had been a, a terror tying his shoes. Right. And he said, he just turned calmly around and said, Charlie showed me. Wow. <laughs> and he walked out the door. He said the chills ran up her spine. And, that is so he, cool. He was just a casual kid running out the door saying, Charlie showed me. Wow. <laughs> that is really cool. Wow. Yeah, Thank, was, uh, that's awesome, awesome, John. Yeah, that's, I mean, and you're not, this is the thing too. Like the people that are telling me this stuff, they're selected in my head because you don't, you don't shoot the crap. You got me? You're a straight shooter. Yeah. You tell things how it is. You're not an exaggerator. And I know this is coming. This is true. What you're telling me is word. You know what I mean? I get that. 
And that's why I'm trying to pass that along to the folks that are listening here right now. This guy doesn't make things up. You know what I mean? You're not, you're just, you never have. You just, you've always been a factual guy. And I think just that's an awesome story to share. And another thing I'm thinking about too is uh, your father, like that collectability within him, how he loved old stuff and to collect old stuff. Um, yeah. He just, if there was a hat hanging on a wall there when you guys were there together, he just said, yo, John, look at this, you know? Like, wow, yeah. look at this old hat. And, you know, there's no way that hat was there when you guys were there. That's no, fascinating. Amazing. That is fascinating. Old, I can still picture it. I can picture it in my head. That is and so my cool. Shock. Hey, you know that your parents are, are buried, like, literally, like, I don't know, 25 feet from mine. Isn't that crazy? Oh, really? You're right on the corner. Yeah, they're right on the corner. Oh, I know. My my. We grew up in the, in the corner house, as you know. That's yeah. where the bandle was cracking. Yeah. And yes. That way, we only Legend. had we only had to one drive one neighbor crazy at the row home yep. living. But um, my father bragged. He goes, he goes, you got to get out there and buy a cemetery plot. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm hoping I'm not going to need right. one soon, Dad. Right, right, you know? Right. And he goes, well, he said I was lucky enough to get a corner lot, just like a house. <laughs> And uh, that's that's a story for another time, dude, how we have to talk about uh, our wars that we'd have. We'd send. In fact, I just got done. Bob says hello. You know, our fish. I just hung up with fish. So he told he's doing great. We have to get together, man. We just talked about this, uh, you know, life going by and, you know, talking about it is no good. We just have to make a plan and get it done. But uh, he's doing great. He said, please tell, you know, say hello to you. But remember when we sent him out in the field and then we stayed up on your balcony (laughs) and we had a war. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we sent him out there with like maybe five or six packs of bottle rockets, a couple, you know, dozens. Yeah. And then we had the whole arsenal on the, on the, it was unfair. It was unfair. It was like, <laughs> it was, it was a United States against, uh, I don't know, whales maybe. <laughs> you know? And it was just, and they're bouncing, the bottle rockets are bouncing off the metal building and it was going, beep, beep. <laughs> and then your mom and dad came home and they're like, what happened to this carpet? The outdoor. Oh my God. It was burnt. Dude. I felt oh, so yeah. bad. Oh my God. They were, they were saints to put up with us, but uh, those are stories for another time. But John, I want to oh, thank no. you so much, man. Guess who I'm calling. Uh, I'll, I'll cut this out, but Jimmy, remember Jimmy from Taylor drive. Yes. I'm calling yeah, him next. Jimmy. He's lined Get up. Out. He's, he's, on, he's on standby down in Georgia and we're calling the doctor uh, right now. This is, this is, this is how nice this is now. You hook the phone up to this little box. You know, it's, it's a control center, and uh, it's just like a, a like a radio station's control center panel. So it's so nice. Everything's uh, you know, it's going to take the take the uh, show to a different level. I actually got a message into Linda Blair from The Exorcist, so I haven't <laughs> I haven't heard back from her, man. So I thought, oh god, that would be so cool to get her on. It was kind of a last minute type of thing, but uh, I have hope. You never know. So we'll see. That would be hysterical. <laughs> Wouldn't man. it be cool? I'm like, who's scared? Yeah. To, who's scared the hell out of me more than anything in this world? And I'm like, oh, it's easy, Linda Blair. <laughs> so. oh, yeah, I know, and the first Halloween movie too. Linda, Linda oh, Blair yeah. definitely has an impact. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe Mike Myers will we'll get him on there. So I'm going to call the doctor down in Georgia right now. John, thank you, man. Thank you so much. And uh, I here's where another you know. Oh, we got to do this. We got to do it. I still feel like an idiot. We haven't gotten together to play. And, and I, no, and I, no, I, don't sweat it. I'm not going to sweat it. Let's say but after everyone's, the, everyone's ready. I yeah. think everyone's putting too much pressure on themselves. I think you're it's right. Like, I know you're right. Started out just banging out songs, you know, yeah. it's, 
it's no worry to just I just really I really do <laughs> it's on my bucket list I want to sit down and just like get together and just one more time just to, you know just play and just you know have fun and and just see everybody in the room at the same time you know what I mean that's that's what yeah, I want to do so we'll let's we'll we'll get it done how's that I hate to say that. Like, we'll get it done. That famous last words of people. <laughs> we'll get it done. I, I, I actually went and took a walk the other day. I look at and she's like, what are you looking at me for? I said, you know, you never know when the last time you're going to see somebody. She says, you're so strange. I said, I'm thinking about my Halloween show. Things happen. You know, I don't want it to be like, it was weird, you know, but uh, I, I made it back and that's a good thing. So <laughs> I don't that's know. That's it. All right, brother. In 12, in 12 months, a lot can change. So we got to yeah. do it soon. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Okay, John, thank but, you very much. I really appreciate it, man. And say hello right, to your fam squad. Oh, definitely, man. You got it, man. All right, take care. Take care. All right, thank you again. Bye now. All right, so that went very well. And let me get to the doctor. Here we go. And we will call the doctor down in Georgia. I believe Atlanta, Georgia, we are calling now. Right to Atlanta, Georgia. Tony, my man. The doctor. What's happening, hey, buddy? Hey, man, you're making a house call. <laughs> We're making house calls, like you. <laughs> yeah. So I just got done talking to some Falkroft folk. Um, I don't know if you remember John from... from oh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so John and then uh, Bob, his nickname was Fish. He lived Fish. over on the, the top of Taylor Drive. Uh, both of those guys went to Sharon Hill. Um, and then uh, Tom, I don't know if you remember... Yeah, I remember he's the a name. Saint, he's yeah. a St. James guy. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, so I got all these people on my list here uh, that it just worked out really nice to people getting back to me. So what I ended up having to do is give them a window like, hey, how can I call you at this time? Can I go? And then what I didn't take into consideration was everybody's going to want to talk a little bit, don't. <laughs> so uh, You're right. I'm, exactly, I'm, actually, man. I'm three minutes late and even calling you. So I apologize because I pride myself on being uh, right on time mostly. So uh, oh, hi, how you doing? How's everybody doing? Oh man, we're we are busy as all get down get out down here. Uh, That's great. And this farm this pharmacy business is killing me, man. Well, I mean, I, especially I, this I, you know what's happening in the world right now um, in regards to you know the shot, you know the you know not only the flu shots but also the vaccine. Um, are you a vaxxer? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and, it's and, wearing me out, man. We're doing about thirty to forty vaccines a day on wow. COVID. You know the boosters, uh -huh. a little confusion there. Then the flu vaccine. And, yeah, I got my. We got, a little, go we got a little flu outbreak going on down here. Uh, and this is in the Atlanta area, correct? In, in Atlanta, right outside of Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I had so, my booster and my flu shot last week um, on the same at the same time. But man, it, it, it kicked in and really and knocked me out for like knocked me back for like three days. And it felt just like when I got COVID, like with the chills, like I would yeah, do my it. Chills and oh stuff. my yeah. God. And my headache was just banging. It went away after like three days. But man, I'm like, oh God. But what's the you know, the worst the worst is, you know, you got COVID again. I mean that just that was horrible. That was a mess. Yeah, yeah. This I'll tell you what, I, you know, the history books will, will the, the truth will come out about this thing uh, some years later, mm -hmm. you know, how it originated, where it came from, who knew about it, mm -hmm. and this and that. And, uh, well, you so know, you have, it, so you have your suspicions then is what I'm reading into. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This thing was set, uh, was set on the world for okay. whatever reason. Now, whatever uh, you say, if you're not comfortable with anything you say, because we've been recording. As soon as I called you, we were recording. So if you're, so if oh. there's, if you're saying anything that we were saying, 
that you won't want yeah. on there, you let me know it comes out, okay? Oh, yeah. No, so, no. Are, no, are no, we no, cool no. with everything that was on there so far? Uh, Oh yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Yeah. But uh, so, uh, I, I know you're the guy like to ask about that. And I was going to say, dude, you know, what do you recommend to people? You know, and again, you're, you're everybody I've called today are no nonsense friends of mine that don't bull crap. It is what it is. And you take, you tell the truth. And, and, uh, I, you know, if you want to add your opinion on whether people should get it or shouldn't get it, you know, I got, I have friends that actually contact me, dude, it's, it's a whole conspiracy and don't get that. It's going to do this to you and do that to you. And, it, you know, it's all new and nothing's tested. And I'm like, you know, you're caught in the between here. You're like, what do you do? These people care about me and they're telling me these type of things. But yet, simultaneously, I was also told by a doctor uh, when I said, am I going to be okay? And they're like, they just looked at me and paused and said, at least you got the, the, the vaccine. Because they couldn't answer me. Because you know, that, right. yeah, that's, yeah. that's how scary it was. So I was thankful to get the vaccine, you know, but that, that's what we're dealing with right now. You know? Yeah. I think, I think that, I think there is a, some credence to the vaccine for sure. It, it seems like it's kind of slowed, uh, the worst case scenarios, uh, down quite a bit. Uh, you know, it, we're not having near the hospitalizations and the deaths and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Uh, for the elderly people with immu- that are immunocompromised, people with underlying health conditions, uh, you know, heart issues, uh, you know, kidney, liver, that yeah. uh, blood pressure, yeah, I, I would suggest that, you know, taking the vaccine. Now, for young people like the uh, the kids, I'm uh, not quite so certain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know if we need to be vaccinated two, three, four, five-year-olds and 10-year-olds and that sort of thing with, because uh, the, the, the variants that have been out there don't seem to affect the kids as, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in such a manner as, you know, the elderly were being and, affected. And but, these are folks listening. These are just Doc and I's opinions between ourselves and you, um, you know, so you believe what you want and interject however you want on your beliefs. It's, you know, we're just having a, a friendly conversation here about our personal feelings in regards to this. He's in the business right. and I just wanted to, you know, see what he had to say in regards to it and his feelings. That's all. So don't take it for Bible folks, but go ahead, Jim. Yes, yeah, sir. So, <laughs> yeah. So take pity on us, uh, dear pharmacists back there. Uh, that, that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough time to be a, a pharmacist for certain. Absolutely. Long, long, long hours going into work very early, maybe an hour before my shift and staying, Sometimes two, three hours after a sh- after a shift, trying wow. to get the get the work done. Uh, yeah, it's and, and not it, all about. And is it okay for folks to get the vaccine uh, simultaneously with the flu shot? Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Right, cool. uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I wouldn't recommend any more than two shots, though. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's okay to get like your flu vaccine, your annual or yearly flu right. vaccine that, right. that we're in the middle of right now, as well as the uh, COVID booster. Mm-hmm. Now there are uh, there are individuals that may require the, the tetanus vaccine, uh, the pneumonia vaccine. The, the, if you're 50 and over, you may want to consider the the shingles, right. the shingles, yeah, to protect it from the shingles. Yeah, I was told to get the shingles uh, uh, vaccine as well. Yeah, I got so the tetanus the, uh, last year. I broke my I broke my foot, and she gave me a tetanus. Right, in the tetanus hospital. Your probably, yeah, tetanus. You 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 get that every. Every ten years, at the yeah. very least. Yeah, I was. Doing or if you stepped on a rusty nail or gotcha. this and that, and you, then you cut yourself and you go ahead and go get that 
go to nice. your room or go to your pharmacy and go ahead and get that. Right. Tetanus, it doesn't have to necessarily be 10 years in, in separation, but a pneumonia shot is typically uh, every 10 years, maybe uh, seven to eight if you're an immunocompromised uh, nice. individual. Right. And your flu annual once a year. Yeah. Okay. And shingles is a two-shot series starting at okay. the age of 50. You may want to consider that. Okay. I did actually have shingles at one time. I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. That was painful. <laughs> oh yeah. Was, it, no, and I was like, what is, what the heck is this? And I went to my doctor. He's laughing at me because you're under, under a lot of stress lately. <laughs> I'm like, why? Yeah, just a little bit of stress. Just yeah, a little bit. How do you know? He's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, and, you, and I didn't realize that they have, they have something to do with that shingles, but I guess they do. Right. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. But, shingles, uh, you know, every, yeah. You know, anyone that's had this, the chicken pox has got that virus within you yeah. and oftentimes it likes to raise its little ugly head Under when, we're at, when we're at our uh, you know most dire yeah and that's what uh, happened you know when you're when you're under stress uh, your body's being compromised for whatever reason that's mm-hmm. when it decides it wants yeah. to show out i i couldn't yeah. believe it but he's you know no problem so uh you know it, it is what it is so i had it once i'm sure i can probably get it again though huh oh you certainly could you certainly could mm. the uh you know, so it's basically live a, a stress-free life. Oh yeah. Have, no, I just that, I don't be, I just yeah. don't care about anything anymore, Doc. So I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not worried about things. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I haven't watched the news, so I'm I'm solid. Yeah, yeah, you're cool, man. <laughs> just don't put that dag on news, all man. I won't, brother. <laughs> so yeah. you got self, uh, you got a scary story for us, huh? I do. All I right. do. Now this is uh, this is this story here now is from uh, many 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 years back. That's okay. Uh, when, when I was in, uh, when I, 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 uh, when I got out of pharmacy school, uh, I rented my first apartment on my own. I had, I had three roommates or two roommates, I should say, with three of us, uh, in, in pharmacy school. But then, uh, as we graduated, we all went our ways and I rented this apartment, uh, in, uh, Windy Hill in Marietta. And it was next to a cemetery. Uh, so there was always, uh, in my little apartment, I was in the basement of this apartment. Mm, underground. So, underground kind of like. With your neighbors. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and spooky neighbors and such. And then there was always this uh, red flickering light. I don't know why, uh, you know, the uh, servants... Managers could never get this this uh, light fixed, but anyway, this thing would would flicker in a distance right outside my door as mm. you approach. Out, uh, in, it would out start, in the cemetery grounds. Uh, out close to the cemetery grounds. My gotcha. apartment butted right up against yep. next to the cemeteries. Right. Uh, so uh, I uh, so this 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 room was uh, this little apartment room of mine. Uh, always had like a little chill to it mm. uh in the summertime it was cool the chill was cool because you know in atlanta it, it's quite hot warm. atlanta hot atlanta as such right. uh but in the winter time it wouldn't matter if you put that jack that heat up to to 72 or 73 or whatever it always felt like it was 66 in that in that uh apartment complex mm. i always had to you know bundle up and such mm. uh but there is a window in my bedroom you know, we're kind of like underground, but there, there's a window. Right. And occasionally, 
you know, in the middle of the night, you get up to go to the restroom or whatever, or you might just, you know, roll over and you you uh, look up into this window. And I would always have this feeling that there's someone uh, watching me or looking into my window. Hmm. Uh, and then I also had this old chair uh, that I had set in my uh, in a corner of my bedroom. And it was kind of like a catch-all chair, you know, when you're mm-hmm. changing your clothes, you just throw your sure. clothes over there on that on that chair. Now that chair, occasionally, not every night, but certain days, certain nights, I, there would there'd be like a little glow to that thing. It's like you know, the room would be dark. Because, like I said, I'm in this uh, mm. underground apartment, you yeah. know, uh, half a half a half a story below ground. Part of it's opened out, but uh, this here chair would have like a little amber glow, and there would always be like a outline of a figure or a person sitting in that chair, just no looking, kidding, looking looking at me. So, and where did you, you know, get the I chair? Was, where did it, what's the origins of the chair? The chair, now that chair, I, I, you know, I was just a poor little student, man. You know, didn't have much, <laughs> you know, I back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so this thing, I more than likely got this from a yard sale Correct. or something like this. Could have been know, somebody's because, favorite chair. It could have been someone else's favorite chair. Uh, and so there's probably a story to that chair. Now, exactly. That chair, since, that chair is since long gone, you know, when I finally made it. When you made it, I, you when know, you moved on up to the east side, when I moved on up to the east side, you know some of that <laughs> stuff got got tossed or left behind, man. But yeah, anyway, that chair there probably was a story. It might have been someone's favorite chair, and maybe maybe something was connected to it. Chair, right. When I brought that chair, maybe the spirit came along with it. Mm-hmm. Two knows? for one deal. You know, yeah. Two for one deal, man. It can't beat the two for one deal, especially when it's a. You know, that chair's got personality. You have no that idea. That chair had some personality, man. <laughs> so, that, so that, yeah, so that, that, uh, there, oh, and, and, uh, and there, and then there would be, there'd be nights when, you know, you would hear the apartment kind of, you know, squeaking or movements or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I would feel like a presence sometimes uh, next to me when I'm sleeping in my sleep. Mm. Uh, and then, so again, I didn't really think so much about it, but, uh, but when I started dating my, my wife, Sunny, and she would come over to visit and, and maybe spend a night or whatever, uh, she would have that same kind of eerie feeling mm. sometimes come over. And I said, uh, so she would bring that up to me. I said, well, maybe this little place is haunted. I'm not for certain, but, uh, and then the craziest thing is, uh, I stayed in that apartment for about two years, and then, and then Sonny and I got engaged, and we uh, purchased our first house together. So we moved to this to our new house. Our, well, now we're in another house, but anyway, it was our first house. Uh, but I still had six months of lease on that apartment. Hmm. So, so as part of that, you know, our move, the the company that we bought the house, our house from, they picked up the lease. Oh, nice. So I had six months left on that lease, and then Sonny's roommate at the time, uh, Chung Ok, she didn't have really a place to go because Sonny's lease was up when we moved and bought our house. So, uh, so I said, well, I got six months still left. 
rent's already paid up when it's an apartment chunk. You can, uh, you can, you're more than welcome to stay at that nice. apartment. So, yeah. so she moved into that apartment, uh, and she was within six months. She was ready to get out of it. No kidding. Because she would, uh, she said that she would uh, leave, especially at night. She leave every light in the room in that in that apartment. Uh, on all night long, and then she would be just clinging to her little Bible. Wow! Because uh, she felt this presence uh, in this apartment. So that's uh, that is my little scary story. <laughs> well, it's interesting because when people have these feelings, right? Like you, you know, you're not often seeing like a an apparition, right? An apparition. You, you know, maybe it's these feelings that we sometimes get when we walk into a room or we walk into a house, or there's some, you know somewhere that we just feel uneasy about. But it's very interesting that your wife, yourself, and now this girl, you know, all three people feel that same thing in that same place. You know, it's, so sometimes it's like, and it's not by word of mouth. Maybe they find out on their own. They're like, you know what? That place doesn't feel right. You know, who knows? These are all the, right. yeah. I I didn't tell, you know, I didn't tell Chung uh, so much until she got in there and she experienced that for herself. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and I didn't really say nothing to Sonny either until she experienced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. overall, would you say you're kind of a believer in spirits or that there's something else out there we don't know about? You're a very educated uh, man. And, you know, that's, you know, again, it's why you're on the list of people that I'm speaking to. You don't you don't play games. You tell it like it is. And I figured you'd be a good source. Oh, yeah. I, I, I most definitely believe that there's. Uh, there are spirits that sometimes uh, good spirits, and then there are bad spirits. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, for sure, when sometimes I kind of look up into the heavens and, and look and say, "Wow, there's just no way that we're the only intelligent beings in this whole universe." Being, you know, there, there, there's got to be uh, other intelligent forms of life way, way, way out there in the distance. Agreed. Um, yeah. I'm again, we have a co-host. Uh, I have two co-hosts with me there. They usually come on these shows, but we've had some recording problems with them recently. They hadn't been able to make it. So, uh, uh, but the one John Bink, he says often that the universe is boundless. And when we say that you have to kind of take that into consideration of what that word means to assume, like you just said, that we would be the only life forms in this boundless universe. Uh, that is beyond our imagination that because we always think of things in in finite numbers and such things that are tangible but finite uh, infinite and boundless these are words that I don't think we can comprehend so basically in all of everything we are that arrogant to assume that we are the only ones that would be yeah. that would be an arrogant statement so if you're just taking that in consideration you'd have to think you know odds are we aren't the only ones, whether it's another life form or whether it's another existence of a, a, a state of existence for energy. You know, if you want to consider that a different life type of life, type of life form, who knows? You know, these are all yeah. up for debate and no one can prove you know, yay or nay either way, either way. So, uh, true. yeah, true enough. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I most definitely agree. Cool. Everything else yeah. going well with you, buddy? Man, hey, we're 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 just uh, <laughs> er, otherwise everything is cool. Got my mom coming in town here in another uh, two or three weeks. Nice. 
I got uh, two more hard days in front of me. I'm off today. I got to work okay. Monday and Tuesday. Okay. And then I, I then I roll out to South Dakota. Ah, you're hunting. You're going to be well, doing Wednesday, your pheasant do, pheasant hunting. Yeah, right. Going to do my annual pheasant hunt with yes. my uh, with my pharmacy classmates. There'll be about ten of us that we we kind of meet up every year about this time of year and uh, right. Go saw, out there I, and have a good. Yeah, I saw your time. pictures. I saw your pictures about that, dude. Remember growing up behind your house back oh, in the man. early seventies when you could actually hear a pheasant. You know, remember, oh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't yeah. long. The pheasants were, the, the pheasants and the rabbits and yeah. the squirrels. And, yeah, uh, abundant wildlife there. But even, wildlife. like, even today, I'm there often on the other side uh, over at John Hines National Wildlife Center. And uh, the deer are rampant, the fox, the squirrels, the snapping turtles, all the amphibians, that type of stuff, the reptiles. Uh, however, it's still vacant with the uh, pheasants. I mean, and yeah, I, I don't know, you know, yeah, well, you know, when we uh, first moved out there right. to our little family farm out there in West Grove, we would have pheasants running rampant out there, mm-hmm. but now you can't find a pheasant anywhere. I know it's very interesting yeah, I and I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Yeah. South Dakota is, they consider the pheasant capital of the world. So no you got people coming from everywhere. Just to, uh, to come out here to go pheasant hunt. Gotcha. And, you know, just a, just a beautiful bird as well. You know, like I remember back in the days, like I said, you, you would, and a cool sound and like a cool call that they had is just uh, something gone. You know what I mean? For whatever reason, be it like pollution, environmental type of reason, noise reasons, who knows re- the reason why that they are no longer in our areas here. But uh, it's nice to know that you know, they are somewhere still existing, you know, so. Yes, yeah. Doctor, thank you so much, man, for uh, answering me back and coming on the show and, and talking to me with this. has been very cool. It's always great to talk to you anyway, buddy. You know, lifetime yeah. best friends here, man. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's just. And then our one, one of our buddies right across the street from you who's no longer with us, his phone number is right under yours. I refuse to remove that phone number from my phone. You know what I'm talking about? Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Big Jim. Yeah. So, you know. Big Jim, yeah. Yeah, I miss yeah, him. Right. Always speaking about hunting and, and pheasants, you know. Yeah, he used to hang out with his, his dad and, and, and do that as well. So, uh, yeah. But, Doc, thank you so much, man, for being on here. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, buddy. Hey, Tony. Hey, always a pleasure, man. I, I often reflect on those uh, childhood days that we all share together. Amen. And, uh, Me too. Of course, uh, those childhood friends, even though we might be separated from by distance, uh, you guys are always uh, close in thought and close in heart. And uh, same you know, here, Jim. Childhood friends are always yep. uh, some great times. Uh, they're, they're they're lifelong friends. Absolutely. Right thank you, you know? brother. And I and I see it, you as the same. So uh, right. But, all right, Doc. Thank you. Okay, Tony. All right, man. Have Thanks a fantastic day. Hey, tell, yeah. Tell everyone we said hey, man. I will and, do, uh, and, and make sure you. And, yeah, you tell you tell your brothers and your mom, and everybody said hello as well. Certainly. All right, Doc. Take care of yourself, right. man. Hey, Yo. go Phillies, man. Fly high, Eagles. <laughs> and it, yeah. we're, we're on a roll right now. We just got to get our sixers yeah. going. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and the and, Flyers. And hopefully, and the Flyers. Let's yeah. go, Gene Hart. Let's, Let's go, go yeah. Roll. There you go, man. <laughs> it's a blast from the past. You got yeah. it, Doc. All right, I'll talk to you, buddy. Take all care right, of yourself. Be See you. All right, Bye. you too. Bye. So I can actually stop all this. Okay. So I am having great success with uh, getting back to folks here. Them getting back to me. This is very cool. So this is the best way to do this. Let me uh, let me get Bob on the line. And uh, 
We'll give him buzz. Here we go. I hope this is him. Yes, it is. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. What's happening? Everybody good? Yeah. Yeah, awesome. we're good. All right. Same old, you know. The grind. New. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. You know what? I love when nothing's new, dude. Personally, yeah, <laughs> I like no, nothing new. Boring is fantastic. That's how yeah. I think of it, man. That's so the uh, Phillies, are. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I was thinking to be at you guys a big time. You know, I saw some photos. Uh, I think uh, your better half put up uh, in regards to you guys being at the games on Facebook. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. But anyway, so uh, yeah, we're going to do a little Halloween stories tomorrow, or hauntings, or scary stories, or whatever folks got, and I'm getting a nice uh, return. And in fact, to the point yeah. where, like, uh, our old drummer friend, if you know who I'm talking about, I I, I got to call him at twelve twenty. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And then a, a buddy of mine from from high school, I got to call him at twelve ten. So I got them all spaced out, and it's great. I appreciate you even getting back to me. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, no so what do you got, man? Tell me about what the, your your scary story or haunted score story, whatever you got. I sent you a message. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. But the, the no. people, the yeah. people, yeah. So the people can hear. Four much one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why are you recording this now? Yeah, is that cool with you? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, you're recording. I'm sorry. I should say right off the bat, uh, we're recording this, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you're not uh, comfortable with, you don't like, I'll change. It's not a problem. You just let me know. No, no. So, yeah, we were looking for something to do. It was like, like I said, about 20 years ago, like nine or 10. And we took a drive down to Fort Mifflin, which is, you know, down by the airport. And, uh, Back from you know the uh, Revolutionary War times, protected the Delaware from the British coming up. Anyway, we go in and it was early spring, and they just finished this cleanup weekend. There was a bunch of people in the parking lot packing up. It's like they had a camp out there. They have adults, and then they bring their kids, and they you know get ready for the season, just clean everything up. And we said, oh, it's not open yet. And he said, oh, it's the gate's open. You guys can go in. And it was like maybe 1030 in the morning on mm-hmm. a Sunday. I know who you're talking about. I'm leaving. You're, I know who you're talking about. And you're exactly accurate <laughs> as you can describe it right out of a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. So we walk in, we go in and he's the only one in there. Right. It's like He's like, I guess, locking stuff up. So he starts he says that all the teenagers were up late looking for these ghosts because apparently Fort Mifflin's haunted. Right. So it used to be a Confederate war prison during the Civil War, and it was horrible conditions. We actually saw some of the, uh, you know, the, where they would keep the prisoners. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told us a couple different stories, one about Johnny Reb, who has been seen and heard over the years walking around moaning and stuff hmm. and uh one about this girl mary who was the uh commanding officer's daughter she apparently fell in love with an enlisted man that was you know a guard at the fort mm-hmm. and uh she was like a teenager probably like 18 and uh her parents wanted to let her marry this guy so they tried to run away together and they were captured you know by the fort so she was kind of under lockdown in her room 
up on the second floor of their their barracks or their commanding officer's quarters mm-hmm. and being heartbroken and apparently she took her own life yeah mm. and so he's telling us these stories and uh we're both getting a little freaked out was being so young she was especially freaked out and they said, oh, we just redid this um, room here as like part of the museum. And it was right there where where Mary's death apparently happened. We're standing like on this. It's like an overhang. And there's like a porch above it, right. like a balcony. Right. So <clears throat> I say, oh, let's go ahead and check out this thing. And she didn't want to go in at all. She was like, no, I just want to get out of here. Let's just go. So I said, I'm going in. You can come or not. So <laughs> she, which now I feel bad about being, you know, she was so young. I said, let's just look at it. Because I thought it was a bunch of nonsense. Right. Well, and that's, and, you know, that's all it really was. You weren't trying to do anything bad. You just were like, come on, no. it's okay. You know, like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we go in, I get in, and she reluctantly follows me, you know, like she didn't want to stay out there by herself. So she, she walks in, the door like slammed like loud. Behind so her? It was windy that day. Yeah. Yeah, behind her. Yeah, as soon as she walked in, like, the entrance. And was, the door was open. It was windy, which I was telling her, oh, it was just a wind. But when, the timing of it all, it was, like, it was really freaky. So mm. she started freaking out, screaming. Mm. She, I mean, not screaming, but she screamed when the door slammed. And we were both, like, a little freaked out. She started crying. And she's like, get out of here. So we like, <laughs> get out of there. <laughs> yeah, so that was, like... Yeah, that was my most uh, haunting moment probably for my life. Yeah, you know, and it's also that question. I mean, did it slam on itself? Did it not? And I can already see the, the reason, the scientific uh, approach within your head, you know, looking for the yeah. explanation from a meteor- meteorological standpoint, you know, thinking it's the wind. I would do the same thing. Yeah. But then there's always that, hmm, a gust like that would have to be pretty significant to slam a heavy door like that at the same yeah. time we walk in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The timing was exactly that, that same gentleman uh, had let me in one time on an off hours time, and I had the I had the place to myself. It was great. Yeah. Um. And uh, I flashed my way through with my cameras flash, and I was good. I mean, looking back at the photographs, you know, I showed a couple people. Like, dude, you said you didn't see anything down there. I said I didn't see anything down there. They're like, do you see all these orbs? Because <laughs> every one of your pictures is an orb. I go, well, I see dust particles or something like it. They're like, no, man, they're, they're orbs. I'm like, okay. And uh, the yeah. only right in front of the building that you're speaking about, you know, that kind of like bunker that goes into, into like the, the ground. Yeah. It, 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 mm-hmm. Okay. There's the one I went to that building. I didn't have a problem with any other building in the whole place. But when I got to the front uh, opening of that place and started walking in, I'm like, yeah, no. And it was mm-hmm. just a weird feeling that overcame. I'm like, yeah, I just got a funky feeling here. And then I kind of like just kicked back, you know, walked around a little bit more and then went back to it. I'm like, I got to go in here. It's the last one. I'm like, eee. got a little deeper into it, took a couple flashes. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I'm out of here. I just got a weird feeling. It was just, you know, I can't really explain that. I can't say yeah. it was something. I didn't see anything, but maybe sometimes when you have these feelings, it's a little bit more that maybe it is energy or something like that, that, you know, it just kind of yeah. deters you, you know? Did I, did I ever tell you a, a haunted story I had about up French Creek State Park camping? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to tell that one sometime, buddy. <laughs> yeah. The flashlight shining up through the woods and then suddenly going off and disappearing into the 
<laughs> to, to the darkness. That was funny, dude. Yeah. That was a funny story. Uh, well, thank you, Bob. I really appreciate that. Um, and no, then no at this point right now, uh, what I'll do is I'll pause this. All right, we can check this out here. Okay. Got a little dilemma, folks. Typically at this point, I would just uh, take all this, set the levels, right? We, um, this is production here, post-production, whatever you want to call this. I'm in the digital audio workstation. And so as I was playing these sounds back, all these recordings back, uh, this last interview with Bob at approximately one hour, one minute, and two seconds, I hear something really funky in the background. Now I'm going to let you hear what I hear. I've never heard anything, any of these anomalies like this before. I'm going to space it out. I'm going to play it like three or four times so you can hear what I captured here, which is um, probably not on Bob's side. It sounded like it was on my side here, but I don't know. You tell me what you hear. Let me grab this audio and I'll play it for you. Pause for a second. Where can I? Look, I'm not going to play games with this, uh, trying to figure out where to pause this and stuff. I'm just going to grab these sounds, uh, copy, and then paste them right here for you. And here we go. I want you to listen to beyond my laughing it's behind my laughing um and tell me what you hear if you hear anything i'm hearing a distinct hey tony you got me so going back further um just a bit before that I started listening and trying to see, okay, well, was there anything else that I missed? And I got this little laughter. <laughs> and how ironic it's not in there. <laughs> well, I can't replicate, <clears throat> excuse me, behind my laughter on the earlier one it was I could have swear it was there anyway I'm going to give you these other ones that you can distinctly or I can distinctly hear hey Tony but uh, this is this is pretty weird here we go Yeah, pretty strange, and I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not scared about it. I'm just pretty crazy. Doesn't sound like any any person that I would know. Sounds like a hey hey Tony. Oh, higher than that. Hey Tony. Something like that, which is happening. I you know at the same exact time that I'm speaking, it's not Bob. He's laughing. All right, whatever. So uh, we count this as one something. Strange and spooky. It's kind of interesting. Well, 
Maybe you're hearing something different. Let me know. You hear what I'm hearing. So then I would at this point. So at this point um, is where I would tie in the last section of our audio and end the show, and end the show. Excuse me. So that's what we'll do right now. I just had to interject and put that in there. Took the episode down today uh, because I heard that. Uh, you know, kind of cool. Don't know what it is. Don't know what it was. But uh, I'll leave that for you to decide. Never had that happen in a recording for me. All kinds of funky things happening here. <laughs> it's never just wacky. But anyway, um, that is what it is. I heard what I heard. You tell me what you hear. And then I will now tie the ending uh, of the show, the outro here and stuff, and uh, we'll wrap it. Interesting. All right, well, listen. Uh, well, listen to this guy. You ready? Uh, a little ridiculousness here. But anyway, I want to thank Dan, John, Bob, Jim, and hopefully Ed, if he gets back to me, in regards to sending some uh, stories our way. It's very cool to have your personal strange stories. And uh, if you would go to findingsubjects.com, and when you get to that page, hit on podcast episodes. That will take you to another page where you will see, hey, send a message. And you can do that to us. It'll be about a minute message, a minute long, right? And if you need multiple, use them. Tell us your scary story. And we'll put you on the air, and we can keep you anonymous. We'll just use your first name, and it'll be great. It'll be a lot of fun and, uh, you know, class participation. So I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing Finding Subjects to entertain yourself for the past, uh, whatever it's been, 45 minutes to an hour. We really appreciate you being here. And uh, it's all about uh, just entertaining and making each other laugh and opening each other's minds um, and having a good time. So we want to thank you again. Bink and Chico will be back soon, I promise you. Uh, I'm not feeling a little under the weather, not feeling too good. So, uh, we'll get everybody back. And until then, until next week, uh, this is Tony. You've been listening to finding subjects podcast and thank you so much for being here. Seriously. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. And don't forget to send a message in or, uh, you can even text it in or, uh, just send a message, like actually type it in. You don't have to use your voice if you, uh, so you do not wish to. So, all right. See you. Have a great day. Be well. Peace. I'm <laughs> 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 <laughs>